You get what you tolerate. Henry Cloud. Alrighty, in today's episode, we're talking about boundaries and more importantly, boundaries with your clients. Now, I'm going to be 100% honest and expose myself to I have been notoriously bad for not setting boundaries, but sticking to boundaries my entire life. And as coaches, it's easy to fall into that pattern because we are so giving, because we care so much, because we want our clients seeing results. Although I have gotten better at it through every single coaching business that I've built, even to this day, I can forget or forgive or let you know, cross the boundaries or let the boundaries be crossed towards me. So I have to work very hard to make sure that boundaries are explained, are kept, are met. And in this episode, I'll share with you some of the struggles I faced, some of the solutions that I found really work and give you some actionable things that you can start setting with your clients and in your business pretty much immediately. And I highly recommend you do. Now, the first thing I want to talk about boundaries is to have a healthy relationship, to build the trust, to really make sure that it's a win-win for both you and your clients, to make sure that your personal energy is respected so you can show up and be the best you possibly can for your clients, whether that's your one-on-one or your group program or whatever it is you're doing, it's really important to set boundaries. It not only serves you, it serves your client. We'll get into it. Now, what I see oftentimes happen is there are no boundaries. It's like, yo, let's work together. Here's the payment link and it begins. I've definitely made that mistake in the past, especially heavy, heavy back in the... um, in the fitness days, then when I did go online, it was also a big mistake that I used to make. And to this day, and what I see oftentimes happen as well, is you've got the boundaries set, you may even have a contract of sorts, but after a week or two weeks, the boundaries go out the windows. I definitely make that mistake. It's it's a it's an element of the coaching business, and I really want to help you avoid a lot of the same mistakes and help avoid some of the pitfalls that a lot of coaches get into. And just be aware, I think more importantly, when it's going in that direction. So with that said, I think we can both agree on that, that just to start a coaching relationship and say, hey, yeah, let's work together. Cool. Sign here. You know, here's the payment. Awesome. Let's go. Is setting you up for potential failure, especially when times get tough. Now in my industry, in my business, in marketing nowadays, it's a little bit different than a typical coaching business because... There are times where there's a lot of testing, a lot of tweaking, a lot of uncertainty, and we're dealing with a very easy, a metric that's easy to measure of ROI, of return, of leads, of email lists, and sometimes things will take a little bit longer. There's some tech issues, there's this or that, and coaches will start having slight panic attacks because it's getting tough. This is where boundaries are really important. And on the flip side, when you have a typical coaching business, whether that's a life coaching or nutrition or a healing or a health or a insert your coaching niche, 
It's really important because sometimes results take a while to get. Sometimes there's a dead spot for a few weeks where your clients are gonna feel like they're putting in the work, but they might not be getting the results. And this is where the boundaries are really gonna set into place and why, and, and why it's important to set them up at first. There's a few ways to really protect yourself. Now, obviously, you don't want your clients taking advantage of your time. You're gonna see that happens. They're either gonna miss their sessions, they're gonna start showing up late, they're gonna demand more of your time. And if you're always saying yes to all of that, they are gonna run your business and you will no longer be in control. It's very important from day one to say, yo, this is how the coaching schedule works. This is how my one-on-one calendar works. This is how far ahead of time I need to know you're canceling your call. What happens if someone doesn't show up? What's a no-show? What happens if this or that or this or that happens? You have to have that in writing and you have to explain it. And I'll talk about the how in a second here, whether that's a written contract or you do it on a call or you do it in a video and I'll explain how we do things and you can model it because it works well. You don't want that happening. What about the boundaries for what gets shared, what doesn't, what can be shared outside of the conversation? That's really important to discuss as well. No matter what coaching business you run, no matter what's being shared, no matter what your niche is, it's important to set that ahead of time, especially when sensitive matters are at hand, for sure. Next, you need to let them know when something that we do is what's the expectations? We do this by letting coaches know when they sign up for any of our programs. Like, this is the expectations. This is the level we want you to play at. This is the level we want you to show up at. If people are signing up for our more one on one or our more personal programs, it's like, yo, I want you showing up prepared for the call. I want you showing up on time. This is what happens if you're late. This is what happens if you show up to a call and you're not prepared. It's unprofessional. If you're showing up unprepared for our calls, how unprepared are you showing up for life? How unprepared are you showing up for clients? That's going to bleed into every aspect of your business. We ask our clients to show up prepared. We ask our clients, let's say in the university, show up prepared for the live call. Have your questions ready. If you do that, we can serve you at a very high level. If you don't, we can't. Cool, what happens if the calls are missed? Here's what happens. What happens if this and this happens? You've gotta have your, your parameters set. Now, this is what I want you to do. Don't overthink it and try to make it perfect at first if this is your first time trying to implement this. Come up with some of the past situations that have happened and have them in writing, right? Have a little PDF you make up. Have something really simple. Um, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Now, they might not be complete, it might not be perfect, and as you work with more clients, every time something comes up that could have been handled ahead of time, you're just gonna add it to that list and make your process, make your system, make your onboarding even better. Now, this is how we do it. I used to have contracts, so like a PDF, sign it, bring it back, done, send it back in your email. I stopped doing that. I didn't like it, it was too impersonal, so I would send them the contract ahead of time, and although we don't do this for the Coaches University, that's more of a group coaching, um, they go through a bit of a checklist. If you ever sign up for the Coaches University, you'll notice. You go through a checklist. 
Um, you go through an onboarding process, you have a bit of a download, you go through three videos, it explains absolutely everything, and you're asked to check off a few boxes to make sure that you understand. If you don't, that's the perfect time to bring up any questions, and we handle them, we answer them, we make sure you're clear. For our more high-level programs, like a coach's uh, circle mastermind or the VIP 101 intensive, a PDF and a video onboarding series is sent ahead of time. You're asked to study it. It takes about half hour. You're asked to write any questions you have down and on the one-on-one -on -one call, we go through, we have a good 10 or 15 minutes where we go through it, the call is recorded, and it's saved. We can both access it. On that call, we're discussing the parameters, the, the boundaries, the when we work, when we don't, what hours, when are open office hours, when can you reach us, when can you not, when can we reach you, when can we not, how to show up for the call, how to get the most, how to get this, how to get that. All the bases are covered. They're agreed upon. We talk about where do you want to be in three months? How is that going to look month to month? What's the expectation from the client? What's the expectations from us? And we both agree on it. So we can both show up at our highest level. The call is recorded. The call is saved. And that becomes our quote unquote contract. That's how I do things. It works very well. Some are like, dude, you need, you need a sign. You need a signed contract. Honestly, even signed contracts are completely void. I just stopped doing them. I'm much more into looking someone in the eye. We do this obviously through Zoom and just having an understanding. It's such an amazing way to start a relationship. And if in a month or two months, it's, you know, expectations or boundaries are not being met by either the client or let's say that we do miss an email and we don't get back to someone. We're all humans. It's going to happen. Even the high level coaches, this happens. There's no point ignoring it. The expectations are clear. Like, hey, you're right. Let's over deliver this way. Hey, you're right. So it's just, it protects both you and the client and it will make sure that you're showing up as the coach at a very high level. It, it creates such an expert status. So set the boundaries. Don't be afraid to say no. Don't be afraid to stick to the boundaries. Don't be going in and answering client emails on a Sunday if Sundays are your off days. You've got to stick to those boundaries. Now, if that's covered ahead of time, hey, we don't answer emails on Saturday and Sundays. We'll get back to you Monday morning. And the client says yes at first and understands and ticks the box off or says yes on the call or whatever. If in two months they're having a hard time and they're getting frustrated and something's not happening and they're reaching out and they send you two emails on Sunday and then on Monday they're upset you never got to them, you're, you're, you're okay. You don't have to attack them. You don't have to approach fire with fire, but you can say, hey, I totally get it. It looks like you had a tough weekend. I'm so happy I can serve you. I feel refreshed. I feel ready. I feel re-energized to meet you where you are and inject some positivity, inject my personality, inject what I do into your life. But just so you understand, I, you know, we can review that video. I'll send it to you, but I need to protect my energy on Saturdays, Sundays. Um, you know, if, if we need to review that stuff again, I'm happy to do it, but I hope you understand because I need to show up the best I can. They ain't gonna, they will understand. I also have one boundary that I set for clients is if S-H-I-T happens, if shit happens, which it does, and you start feeling very emotional, I have a rule that any emails or any messages or anything that it's attacked with a, by the way, I'm, you know, the entire team supports our clients in every way possible and holds space emotionally as well. But if things are handled with an emotional sort of victim mentality. Um, we take space, we take 24 hours. 
let's breathe, let's ground. Because me jumping in when a client is having a panic attack and helping them with strategy, I'm not talking an emotional approach, but just talk about strategy and how to, how to shift, how to pivot, what do we do next? There is never a solution to that because the emotional state the client is in does not grow, does not stem, does not facilitate solutions. It just facilitates more problems. So our clients know, my clients know that every email where there's a problem attached, come at me with a few potential solutions. I don't like to handhold as in tell clients what to do. I like to facilitate the answers from within. And if and I think all great coaches do that. So just make a list of the boundaries that you need to be a better coach, to run a better business, to have some space for yourself. Make those in writing. Talk about them. If you want them signed, depending who it is you're working with. When you work with a company, it's a little bit different. I work with mostly individuals. It's a lot different. Make sure that those boundaries are understood ahead of time. So if there are any problems, it protects both you and client. And it's not even about that. It's just about setting the relationship from the first minute. You are in control. You are the coach. You are the facilitator. If you don't do this, your clients will run you. Oh, what happens when this is something people don't like to talk about? What happens when a payment doesn't go through? What happens when a payment is missed? What happens then? You've got to have that set ahead of time. So... Highly recommend you work on that. Work on that tonight if, or today if you have the time or set it in your calendar for this week. Make a really simple PDF and just every client you onboard, go through it with them. Get a nod, get a yes. Record the conversation if you want, then you both have it or have it in writing. Have them sign it, boom, done. Have a quick conversation about it, you're good to go. That's all. I see so many coaches overthinking it. What tech, what software? Dude, do it up in Google Docs at first and put a little 22 little... What's that little line, shift line for the signature space? That's it. That's done. If you want to get fancy, you know, do a video on it. But don't overthink it at first. Once you're at scale or once you're scaling or if you're onboarding 10 or 20 or 30 new clients a week, sure, you can start thinking about some software. But at first, don't worry about it. Just get it done and let's move forward. I truly hope this helps. This was a big requested topic. So I wanted to bring it up and help y'all out with it. With that being said, I'm signing out. Um, any any feedback you have for this podcast, let me know. If you want, if you're if you're enjoying these podcast episodes, you want to leave a review or let us know what you think of it. Um, I would highly appreciate that. If you know some coaches who could use this episode or a episode of the Coaches Corner podcast, don't hesitate to reach out. We got some amazing guests. We got Elena Cardone on deck. Uh, by the time you're listening to this episode, Elena would have came out. Robert Greens. We got some rock stars in the marketing and thought leader space. So make sure you dive into this podcast at Lucas Rubik's for anything else, and I'll chat with you soon, coach. All right, so as always, I just want to finish off the episode with saying thank you for listening. These episodes are 100% free, and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there just waiting for you to reach them. They're waiting for you to give them a result. So do not give up on your dream and never give up on your business. Again, these episodes are 100% free. All I ask in return is that you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments or the reviews, and you share it with one or two coaches who you know could use help building their coaching businesses. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next